The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond and hello everyone. My name is Jonathan Dornbush and this is Podcast Beyond, IGN's weekly PlayStation show covering all the latest and greatest in the world of PlayStation. And I do mean latest because obviously we're on high alert for any possible PlayStation news breaking at any moment of the day, probably as soon as we're done recording, but you know, hopefully while we're recording so we can actually tell you about it. Uh, We do though, thankfully already have big PlayStation news to talk about this week and we're going to get into it. That's of course the big PlayStation Plus sort of uh, revitalization evolution change and what is there what isn't there what we still don't know and we're going to dig into all of that plus some other news but before we get there i'm joined this week by mark medina yeah so severance was insane it's just getting better (laughs) and better this show every episode i think i know what's going on this was probably the biggest like reveal at the end of the latest episode i've all i'm obviously not going to say what it was but holy smokes also i need everyone to know that i just finished the morning show which is another Apple Plus TV show. That show is a roller coaster. Uh, so watch that if you uh, if you need more television in between Severance. Only two more episodes of Severance, though. We're going to have a rough time uh, making a podcast beyond after Severance ends, but we'll find a way. Uh, Mark, I was going to ask, of course, at some point whether or not you just loved Severance because the main character is named Mark, but knowing you love the morning show, too, I know that's not the pattern. Sure. <laughs> uh, we're also joined this week by Jada Griffin. Hey, hey, hey! Uh, it does. Morning show does start with an M, though, so that would detract from Mark as well for you know <laughs> That's really why. just feeding into his love for shows and characters and um, myself. And <laughs> it's a, it's a vicious egotistical cycle, uh, and we're also joined this week by Brian Altano. Brian, welcome back. Thank you for having me. Uh, Podcast Beyond is brought to you by Apple TV Plus. I think it's called. It comes free with some phones, and then it auto renews until you forget. <laughs> yep. Brian's like, I haven't been on this podcast in a while. No, I was <laughs> going on. <laughs> I was like, okay, I remember the parts where news constantly breaks the second we finish re- recording. That's that's uh, tradition for Beyond. It's been the, that that way for decades now. Uh, but I, I don't remember the uh, the part at the beginning where we talk about our favorite Apple TV Plus. Yeah, is that what it's called? Yeah. TV Plus. Apple TV. I Plus, don't. I, I don't is. know. Yeah, I I always type in like Apple TV on the website, and then it's like buy this device, and I'm like, I don't care about the. I want the streaming service and. <laughs> <laughs> on my iPad, if you type in Apple, nothing. You have to just type in TV, and that's when it should. It's weird. Okay, because because I and we'll, well, obviously, it's like a we're you know Jonathan's built the whole show around this, but there's yeah, of course there, with, there's been like six new names exactly like this <laughs> revealed by big companies in the last four or five yeah. days. So I'm yeah. just trying to keep up. 
Yep, Apple TV stuff. Plus, PlayStation Plus, GTA Plus, they're all adding yep. the Plus. Uh, IGN Plus coming to you probably pretty soon. Uh, but that's why we're here. Exactly. To, to make sense of it all. <laughs> I do. But before we move on from Apple TV Plus, I do just have to say this since the Oscars just happened and Coda won Best Picture. I think it is so funny that the first streaming service to win a Best Picture for film is called Apple TV Plus. Anyway. Yeah. It's real dumb. Services are fun. <laughs> anyway, we do actually have PlayStation news to talk about this week, despite what you may think otherwise by our intro. We do actually have a big PlayStation change in the works. Uh, PlayStation announced, uh, finally, after weeks of reports, rumors, pretty much all the information that we expected to know about this thing we ended up being true, but we finally got information about the new sort of... Uh, evolved form of PlayStation Plus. Uh, for, for those who have been following it, obviously we've talked about some of the rumors, the the reports about uh, certain tiers and pricing and availability. Turns out that was all pretty much spot on for this service, so hopefully we kept your expectations in check. Uh, there's still a lot we don't quite know about it, and we're going to dig into all of that as well. Uh, but just to briefly set the stage for what we do know, uh, PlayStation Plus is changing in June. It's going to be three different tiers now that kind of combine PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Now, and a few other extra bells and whistles. Uh, PlayStation Plus Essential is going to be basically your PlayStation Plus subscription. So if you currently are subscribed to PS Plus, you don't have to change a thing. You'll still be on that membership tier. I believe it's the same price point as it is right now. That'll all pretty much be the same. Uh, though we will get into one thing they keep hammering home in a little bit that does worry me a little bit. But anyway, in addition to that, we have the next tier, which is PlayStation Plus Extra which will include uh, essentially, I believe it's around 400 or up to 400 games from a PS4 and PS5 catalog. Uh, this will include some first party stuff like uh, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Returnal, uh, as well as third party stuff like Death Stranding and Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, but we don't know the full extent of the library just yet. We also, uh, know for sure that PlayStation first-party games will not launch day one into that uh, library, and we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. And then last but not least, the PlayStation Plus Premium, and then I promise I'm almost done, is essentially a little <laughs> bit like combining PlayStation Now, PS Plus, and some other stuff. Uh, you'll get another library of around 340 extra games that are PS1, PS2, PSP, and PS3 games. Uh, PS1, 2, and P. You'll be able to download those games and actually play them natively on your system. PS3 I've never heard it put like that before. I've never yeah, heard that before. That's why I said it. <laughs> I thought it sounded awful, so I wanted to I'm not, say I'm it. not the only one that was like thrown <laughs> off. I had to catch that because it was like before, you. We make, before you make that a thing that you, I mean, if you say it enough, people will get used to it. But for the first time, I just have to put the alert out. That was weird. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off a joke I just thought of to keep it family friendly, but we'll talk yep. later. Uh, anyway, on that tier, PS1, two, three, and P games will be available. The PS3 <laughs> games are only streaming. Uh, streaming can also be carried out on uh, via your PS4, PS5, and PC. Uh, premium members will also receive some time-limited trials for some games, like we've seen Sony experiment with in the past. Uh, it's worth, of course, mentioning that PS Now is something that isn't available worldwide, so some of these tiers are different in certain territories. Uh, the PlayStation blog, as well as our RGN article, digs into some of that stuff. Uh, you know, some things will be changed, but just to quickly touch on price, PS Plus Essential stays the same as your PS Plus. PS Plus Extra will cost, this is US dollars, $15 a month, $40 quarterly, or $100 a year. 
uh, and then PlayStation Plus Premium will cost $18 a month, $50 quarterly, and $120 yearly. I think that's all of the table setting I can do. I think I've caused enough problems by saying PS1, 2, and P. Uh, so, you know, just to start there from a from a top-down view, especially, you know, the past few weeks of stuff that we've talked about, I do want to start with you, Brian, because you haven't, you know, been with us to talk about some of these rumors and things. What What is your just initial, like, gut reaction to this announcement and, and the tiers that are offered? Uh, first off, thanks for having me back. It is wonderful to see you all, and uh, you've done a phenomenal job with the sh- with the show. And uh, it's this is great. I lo- this is like coming home. I love not PlayStation Home. Don't want to go there again. But th- <laughs> like this show, this is this is great. Um, my uh, sort of initial thought was that this is kind of underwhelming, and I think that was because of the way the announcements were rolled out specifically. A, this is something that's not really going into play for another couple of months, and B, we didn't get a significant look at the software lineup. That said, once the dust settled a little bit, I like it a lot. I think um, it's going to be something that whether or not you subscribe for months or you jump in for a full year and like really get the most value out of it, because obviously you, you will save some money if you go for the you know the annual plan. Um, this will be a cool thing to kind of dip into different tiers on a month-to-month basis, depending on what's there. Uh, that's going to make or break everything, right? The software. Seeing a lot of the classic game stuff, that was what made me really excited because, uh, you know, we've been saying for months, if not years on on this show, that this is, this is something that uh, we've always wanted Sony to take seriously. And I'm glad that they're finally doing it. You know, there were all the stuff like last year and the year before about them delisting games from specific platforms. There was that mad dash that everyone's been doing to get all these games on all these online stores. Uh, Nintendo fans were having the same issue recently. Um, so it's cool to have some sort of preservation, to have some sort of way to, to reach those things. PS3, obviously, elephant in the room. Cell processor was a pain in the ass during that generation. Continues to be now. Uh, that'll probably never change, even though the there's been like significant adma- advancements in the emulation around, around those games. Um, and I, I think that the PS5 is probably theoretically capable enough, uh, technically, to handle some of those things. I feel like the quality's too hit or miss for them to really just put that out there. So streaming's the way to go. Um, yeah, I, I'm not wild about the naming conventions here. I think that essential extra and premium are confusing. I think a lot of people uh, tweeted out that, you know, bronze, silver, and platinum might've been the cool way to go. Like I mm-hmm. totally agree with that. It's right uh, there. Yeah. It's right there, right? It's right there. <laughs> um, but all in all, this is, you know, th- it's, it's a, it's a half-baked announcement right now, but I think when it comes into fruition, it's going to be awesome. And it is that marriage of Plus and Now uh, that we have all been wanting for a very long time. And it's finally here. That's them doing something that we've wanted. And so credit where it's due. You know How that stacks up to the other subscription services um, really depends on how you inter- interface with those things personally. But I think that there's enough here to get PlayStation fans excited. And I think it's going to be a significant value increase over the regular PS Plus right now, which is, you know, frankly, kind of unreliable on a month-to-month basis. Sometimes it's great and sometimes it isn't. So, yeah, I'm I'm all for it. I'm excited to see the rest, the second half of the announcement when it actually is there, the full lineup <laughs> of software and stuff like that. But in the yeah. meantime, this is absolutely a step in the right direction for them. Yeah, that was a thing I think a lot of people were asking and, and you know, the biggest thing, and I, I think we'll all probably echo this to a certain extent, is what the final library is going to be. Like, it, right. the, it needs to be worth it to put down that much more money. And if it is something that has hundreds of really cool recent games, 
even if it's not all the first parties on day one, that can be a very attractive offering. But if it's a lot of stuff that no one really cares about to play right now, it's it's going to you know really make a dent in the interest here. Um, mm-hmm. I do think for people wondering why they didn't show off a library right now, and this is coming in June, I think the most common sense explanation is that the fiscal year for Sony ends in two days. And mm-hmm. so this is an announcement that shows investors, hey, we have a big, new, cool, potential additional revenue stream coming in that will revitalize our subscription services because those are the hot new thing to do right now. And so right. I think that's why we saw this now in sort of the paltry way, like to your point, Brian, of like not really not really getting a full-fledged thing at this Well, point. it's also, you know, that I think that would undermine a lot of the, the sales they'd be getting off of that software over the next couple of months too right exactly if they they show the full lineup then that's a full list of games i'm not buying this year because i know i'm going to be able to play them you know as part of a subscription service in june so yeah um, yeah it it, it makes sense that like it it, the announcement itself still felt a little bit early so we'll see that it also completely they have a massive sale going on on the PSN and I think they're starting a new spring sale so yeah they they probably want that money Mm -hmm. but um yeah going going off of that jada you know, the the library notwithstanding, I think that's obviously the big question that we have right now. Um, what what do you think about the way they've split these tiers? Um, you know, having that PS4, PS library in the middle, uh, and then having the older stuff at the the final tier. Yeah, I think it makes sense. I think the the middle tier, if I you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that's basically the same price as Xbox Game Pass type thing. It's in it like fifteen bucks a month. Right, if I remember correctly, off yeah, of that middle tier. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. fifteen bucks a month. So that's the same kind of offering as Game Pass does. So I think it makes sense to kind of give it that kind of apples to oranges kind of um, feel from uh, the PS Plus service versus Game Pass. Um, so I think a lot of fans will be happy with that. I think there's, you know, it, it, like we said, it's going to come down to library. Um, I think we're going to see probably a state of play where they're going to announce some big games and then they're going to show like, hey, these are all it, here's a bunch of games that are coming to PS Plus plus, plus, plus library. Um, This is what we're going to get. I know we're keeping the PS Plus collection. We got confirmation for that, correct, Jonathan? That the PS Plus collection? We we reached Uh, out to Sony and they confirmed we're keeping it. But an interesting thing about the PS Plus lineup for April, they do mention that Persona 5 will be leaving the collection. So I I think this is one of the, like, I don't know if there was one near launch. I know they added some games like pre-launch after they first announced it, but I think this is one of the first big like, hey, a game is leaving. Uh, right. You know, just just be warned. But that's crazy. Um, but yeah, no, I think the I think the offering is great. I'm I'm pretty excited to see what PS One, Two, and Three games I get in the highest tier. Um, I really just want to play the bouncer from the PS Two. That's that's my it's always my go to for the PS Two. Um, so I'm really excited and hope that makes the list. Um, and then also excited to play the. Uh, Final Fantasy 13 collection, whether it's streaming or not, uh, you know, via streaming or whatever. Um, I'm, I'm happy to revisit that collection without having to plug in my uh, 60 gig PS3 and put in the discs. I don't like putting discs in anymore. I'm all digital, <laughs> baby. All digital. I, I mean, like speaking to that with like the Final Fantasy 13 collection, a lot of people were like, oh, are we going to see classics from Capcom and Square and stuff like that? And I hope, but we also see them remaster those games a lot. So mm-hmm. it's that toss up of some of those games have been on Game Pass. So we might see like mm-hmm. the PS4 remaster of Final Fantasy 8 rather than the original version of Final Fantasy 8 from the PS1. Right. Like we could see stuff like that start to roll onto the platform. But I, it, I think a lot of companies got wise since like the Nintendo Wii eShop era instead of yeah. like making five bucks off of those on somebody else's platform they've just been collating those games into collections which is you know as long as there's a solution i'm happy for it um yeah you know 
It's and and I think that speaks to it's sort of an unspoken thing, but around the launch of the PlayStation Classic, it was like, well, where are most of these classics? You can buy most of them as either remakes or remasters. So those companies mm-hmm. want you to buy that money. Um, is is probably what happened there, and we'll probably see a little bit of that here. But Mark, I do want to throw to you as well because you know before we plan the show, you have talked about on the show as well of how the the higher nostalgia tier is less of an interesting thing for you. Um, yeah. So I am curious, like, wh- what in general. Is there anything in that tier that would interest you to upgrade to there, or is it really going to be what's in the library of that middle tier? Yeah, I, you shouldn't have thrown to me, because now I'm going to say three things that people are going to be mad at, but I'm going to say them anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I've said it before on the show, and it's it's things other people have said as well, so I don't think it's that controversial. There are way too many video games coming out every single day, right? I If no other games came out for the rest of the year, I would probably still have a game to play for the rest of the year, just from what's come out so far. So this idea of 300 and plus classic games just doesn't really interest me. I'm I'm probably not going to go back and play Dark Cloud 2 ever again or Legend of Dragoon. Like, I'm just probably not going to. Can you guys still hear me? All of a sudden, we got really quiet. Okay. We're letting Um, you talk. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, it's fine. Um the the big like elephant in the room is right is like is this a game pass competitor and it's like the middle tier that's a lot of games it said 400 right that's that's a lot of ps4 ps5 games but the big thing that game pass has that playstation's going to outright refuse to do probably forever is put their first party games day one right Mm -hmm. and and it comes to this thing where you're like well is does that make it better than game pass and it's like oh i don't know you're you're judging Again, you're judging a platform's first party content, right? Game Pass can put Xbox games day one for the games they own, but how many of those are there actually, right? So that's the first thing that's going to piss a lot of people off is me saying, like, what are they what are they losing by doing that? There's only been, you know, last year we got Halo and Forza, but it's like, what else was there before that, right? Where PlayStation has a healthy first party lineup that they're putting out. Xboxes will supposedly come eventually but it's like it's not here now so it's not really a thing where it's like we're getting a big first party xbox game for free on game pass every single month where for playstation that would have already been a couple of games just well okay so horizon this year um but seemingly god of war first spoken like the grand well, that's not first party but yeah grand turismo like there's there's that that's a little like apple and oranges comparison right there until xbox until xbox starts producing first Red party Fall, games Starfield, every single month right Fable, all those till those start to launch yeah no 100 percent right agree, Mark. which which a lot of those games we don't even know when they're coming right we know we starfield's don't. coming this year but like where is avowed where is fable where is dark cloud like until until that value comes do you mean perfect dark what did i say you said, you said dark cloud i said dark cloud again <laughs> I, meant perfect I was like dark. are you announcing something dark. yeah, 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 yeah. go back and play dark cloud mark you really do yeah yeah, yeah you, maybe you i do that game's like got really good now. music and i do i do love that game i love I probably, the first one yeah, um, but, we'll play it just but then, but then 
just Sorry. quickly to your point, I just yep, wanted to yep, mention yep. the 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 first party lineup thing. It, it's definitely something that yeah, the, Jim Ryan confirmed they are not going to be doing that right now. For you know, obviously we do not know the machinations of everything that happens behind the scenes, but Jim Ryan has said he doesn't believe it would be viable for their studios to produce at the scale that they are to not sell those games as full price games. Um, obviously, that is different to what Xbox is doing right now. And, and Mark, to your point, we are waiting to see a lot of the fruits of those acquisitions. Still, we we do yeah. know of a bunch of games but like you said that stuff is probably 2023 and beyond for a lot of it so like right. the thing is re- regardless of the you know software library comparisons there and you you can go you know apples 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 oranges however you want to it really it comes down to like do you like gran turismo do you like forza do you like mm-hmm. horizon do you like halo i think those are all big hitters and i think they're they're a lot i think they're a little more equal than we're giving them credit for a but mm-hmm. b um a lot of those games on game pass that were day and day day one uh, to give away for free or, you know, air quotes free. I hate saying that. Um, sure. Also charted on MPD. You know, there's a there's a conversion mm-hmm. rate where people will download those games and then they will purchase them. They will use that subscription to get a reduced, you know, uh, price on, mm-hmm. on buying them at launch. Um, so I think that to hear PlayStation sort of, you know, shoo away from that kind of stuff is... Uh, no pun intended by saying shoo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is 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 kind of you know i i think i think it's a little disingenuous because there are, there are definitely ways to um to booster the value of these subscription services while still having your core audience purchase those games in mass and having them chart on mpd so i do think and, and not just mpd like uh, every every metric that is mm-hmm. clocking these things globally like forza was tracking everywhere for a while halo was too i don't i can't speak to how long those things stuck around I think that like PlayStation games tend to have a little bit more of longevity when it comes to some some stuff like that. But they're also, you know, I, I think what Sony needs to start doing, not necessarily needs to, but their their values right now are like on kind of like these narrative focused single player games. They're decidingly uh, kind of like less inclined to pump microtransaction stuff into their games. Now, I know I say that right after Gran Turismo just came out and that was a big stink. <laughs> a big but, debacle, um, yeah. That, yeah, that's, there's there's multiple ways to make value off of your games that isn't just selling them for $70. Like, I do think you can give them away or not give them away, you know, put them in on a service and then still sell them. Or you can do, like, Uncharted 4 has microtransactions, right? Like, there, there are, like... Mm-hmm. There, there are ways to be like, this is a strong core single player game. And then there's optional stuff in the margins for people who want to continue to give it money. Um, so I, I do think it doesn't have to be that black and white, personally. Yeah, Forza did a little bit of a, they did a little bit of a, of a, of a different thing. Now, don't get me wrong, mm. Forza was mm-hmm. my game of the year last year. But it got a lot of its initial sales because they sold the game early before yep. it hit Game Pass. Whether you want to call it a beta or whatever the heck they called it i think they called it early access it doesn't matter that game did release i think it was like three four or five days early if Mm -hmm. you bought it so the big forza fans that are going to want to rush in there and like get their names on the leaderboards didn't really have an option they had to buy the game or wait for the free game pass version right Mm -hmm. so that game was a little different the the other point i wanted to mention and this is uh something some comments got very upset about when i said it but th- this is a this is a pro to game pass is that the the game pass value is up a little bit for me because i'm also a pc gamer and game pass is on pc now before mm-hmm. you say this is on pc no the hell it is not <laughs> it is absolutely not on pc like spartacus is not it has pc streaming you are streaming ps4 and ps5 games 
to your PC, but it is not a PC version. Where Xbox, Xbox Games Pass for PC, you are playing PC versions of games. You are getting mouse and control, mouse and keyboard support. You are getting video options, whatever. If you stream Bloodborne to your PC, you're not playing the PC version of Bloodborne, right? So that's the difference there for me, is that Game Pass is only $15 a month, but you're getting a whole library of PC games as well, which is uh, very valuable to me sometimes because there are a lot of times where I play a game uh, on console and I'm like, nope, I would rather play this on computer. And to be able to just switch over to my PC and there's this hub of Game Pass for PC games that I can then install and actually be playing the PC version of those games is very, very valuable to me where this is still just a console exclusive service with PC streaming. There mm -hmm. is a difference. And if you don't understand the difference, I don't know how to explain it more clearly than that. <laughs> I, I <laughs> no, think it makes the, perfect sense. Yeah, no. And I think I think one of the big things that, you know, we have to really give kind of think about is Game Pass started out and it was fine when it started out. It's really started to pick up steam in the last six months to a year um, where it's gotten a lot more marketing. They've been putting a lot more bigger things on it. This is, you know, PS Plus's first. This is their first step on that journey of building this subscription service. So we're going to yeah. see more things get evolved and added into these these tiers as time progresses, um, because, you know, Game Pass didn't have EA Play right at the start. That's that's mm -hmm. a that's a very recent thing, I think, probably within the last six months. I can't remember the timing, but I think we're going to see more stuff like that. We may see Crunchyroll get added into the, the premium tier or something like that. Uh, but like PlayStation's not going to over deliver all this stuff that may be underutilized and be financially irresponsible right off the bat. And then because if they do that, then they if they take it away, like, hey, this isn't being used by more than 10 percent of our users. Why are we you know, including this for free when we could charge for this extra outward where we had a better subscription base? So and then they look like the villain if they take stuff away. So they're going to start mm -hmm. small and they're going to build upon it. And that's what Game Pass has done. I think that they've had a really smart marketing um, plan for that. And that hopefully Sony has the same kind of thing geared up and ready for us. This episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by NordVPN, a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace. Are you tired of streaming shows, movies, or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space? Well, switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue. The same goes for shopping. You can get the best possible deal on subscriptions, flights, hotels, and other goods and services like that from websites that like to play favorites with certain territories and currencies. Meanwhile, encrypted traffic protects your data from hackers, viruses, malware, phishing sites, and other harmful hitchhikers of the information superhighway. Though really, it's more of an information autobahn because there is no speed limit with NordVPN. It is the fastest VPN in the world, so there won't be any buffering or lagging, and it'll stop your ISP from throttling your bandwidth. Isn't that nice? One NordVPN account can be used across six devices, which is great. My wife has been using our account to watch all sorts of awful British reality TV shows that aren't available here, like Argument Island or Half Naked Idiots Fall in Love, and everyone's favorite, The Worst People Just Got Married, Let's Hear Them Talk About It. Shows that are so bad, they're blocked in our part of the world for our own good, but luckily, NordVPN allows her to trick the internet into thinking she's in the UK, so she and her awful friends can shriek and howl and cackle at the TV while I'm trying to relax. I've been using my VPN too. You know what I've been using it for? None of your business. Yep, that's right. And thanks to NordVPN, my data is safely encrypted, all bundled up in a weighted security blanket of incomprehensibly complex math problems, and nobody can tell what it's doing under there. Data, you do your thing. I'll leave you alone. 
One month of NordVPN coverage costs less than a cup of coffee. Coffee can't protect you from cyber criminals unless you throw it at them or pour it on their computers, and you'll probably get in trouble for doing that. So get NordVPN instead. To get the best possible discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. That link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. And now, back to the show. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. No, yeah, that's a... Oh, go ahead, No, you go ahead, Brian. <laughs> real, real quick, I was just going to say, Jada, that you bring up an absolutely perfect point. That is, uh, that is one of the things I was thinking about yesterday about um, just having... PlayStation constantly in that sort of buzz around the conversation. Twitter is obviously not real life, right? But like social media does have an impression and waking up on a Tuesday morning and being like, hey, this game got added to this PlayStation tier today. If you want it, you can start playing it as of tomorrow. That's cool. Like that's one of those things Mm -hmm. where these are micro announcements that keep that service buzzing. They keep people happy. They keep consumers wanting to jump in and and play more. and I think that that's like doing that once a month with three games that are kind of like you may have played already, maybe you didn't for some odd reason that everyone is taking turns with that SpongeBob game from 20 years ago in the last two months. <laughs> no idea why. I don't know who wakes up and decides to give that game away to everyone, but they did. Um, so uh, I, I think that like having that that tweet once a month is one thing, but every, you know, coming up every couple of days or every week or so or every two weeks and being like, hey, th- these games just hit. Um, go check them out. That's super cool. Yeah, totally. Mindshare is a very big, important thing in those online conversations. And as you said, it's not the end all be all because a lot of people don't interact with any of that stuff. But for the really checked in audience Mm -hmm. to have those daily updates of like, or weekly even of, oh, another game is coming to Game Pass. It it makes a difference, I think, to people's perspective of things. And yeah, this gives PlayStation an opportunity to now do that back and forth. But yeah, Jada, to your point, I think like you totally nailed it. The they they're gonna start smaller than go big because one Mm -hmm. you know i was talking to ryan mccaffrey about this a lot because we're we're planning for another show and we were talking about how like just exactly to your point jada xbox started kind of smaller with game pass and it improved over time and they also made game pass because at the end of the day during that period xbox was recovering from the stumbles of the beginning of the xbox one generation they were still a quiet like the very beginning days of their acquisitions getting back into the flow of a lot of consumer-friendly, you know, forward-facing stuff. But they needed a Game Pass. They needed something to bring people to them. 
I don't think PlayStation sees this as a need right now in terms of getting the audience mm-hmm. to them. I, I think they see this as more a complementary addition to what you get. And whether that's a right or wrong way to look at it, I'm, I'm not saying it is necessarily. I think you could probably make arguments for both, but I think that's a little bit more the perspective right now. And so it is going to be interesting. I totally agree with you to see how this evolves over time. And I, I do think first party aside because that's just the reality we're not going to get day one stuff i don't think they're going to tell us you'll get this game one year after it comes out or six months after it comes out because again it just it creates that cycle of well i'll just wait for the game Mm -hmm. um i think it will be a little bit case by case the thing that xbox still does that playstation can do is third party day one stuff and whether that's putting big indies day one on playstation plus at the i guess extra tier extra and premium putting them day one indies third party games stuff like that you know i think Obviously, the game kind of came and went last year, but Outriders being day one on Game Pass, I think gave that game a pretty big boost day one. Um, Mm -hmm. It's still going to be very weird to see MLB The Show day one on Game Pass and probably Mm -hmm. not day one on PlayStation Plus. But, you know, they have games like that. They have games like A Plague Tale Requiem and Atomic Heart Mm -hmm. coming day one. I think PlayStation needs to find those games as well if they they want this service to live like a Game Pass-like thing. If they don't, We'll, we'll find that out once we know the library, but I think that is an essential thing they can do, and I, I mm-hmm. hope do do if they want to be competitive. And I yeah, think it's, I just it's, say that... Sorry, I was just going to... Go <laughs> for it. Just say, Everyone like, all... It's, it's, it's like the most minor thing, but I, I feel like it kind of plays into a big deal when it comes to like Twitter and stuff like that, which, again, is not real. Is that I'm super surprised that they didn't name it something other than just these like vague tiers, right? Like... They're the, to be able to play games online on Xbox is called Xbox Live, right? Xbox Live Gold, but Game Pass is what people refer to, right? Like you saw all the tweets yesterday, and it's just like Game Pass, Game Pass. That's synonymous with like great value, right? Um, PlayStation now has been like a tarnished, like not great name. Like people hate it. People call it the streaming service, even though it's had downloadable games on it for years. Not not a good name. So let's get rid of that. But the fact that they're just calling it PlayStation Plus is like a little weird. You would think that they would have came up with something a little flashier to, you know, PlayStation whatever, right? Other than just like PlayStation Plus, because nobody's going to remember these tier names. I just saw them on the screen and I already forgot them all. Yeah, so, no, I, I know I one of them's called Essential. I don't know. I don't think thing. this <laughs> solves for the naming convention issue they've had with these platforms for years now. In fact, I like yeah. I. I like that was part of the the sort of disappointment for me here was it was just like okay so you have these two these two brands and one of them um has a, a pretty significant attach rate in terms of your your active users have subscribed to it they're engaged with it and then you have PlayStation Now and PlayStation Now was was reached by paltry numbers compared to what mm-hmm. what are two back to back global gargantuan consoles right um mm-hmm. just gigantic and so for me, it was just like, okay, so you sunsetted one name, you rolled it into the other, um, but then you kind of like over convoluted the mm-hmm. tier system on the other. And I was like, you just moved confusion from one place to another. Like that doesn't necessarily, and I, I'm sure like once we all say them enough, we'll get used to them and stuff like that. Um, but I, I, I totally, totally agree with that there. Like there, there, there still isn't like, this is one name that encapsulates everything. It tells me everything. I still don't know. Like, I mean, I think even right down to the granule, granular nature of it, right? Like you're going to have some games that you can download and, and some games that you can stream and some games are day one, but they're old, but there's <laughs> new ones that aren't, but they're not in this tier or this year. So I, I do think they got a little bit of time to workshop that. Um, but it's, they, 
like they have the groundwork there for something awesome. I think that the services are great. I think that the naming conventions are, are still a little confusing. So we'll see. Maybe we'll, yeah, we'll settle into it, right? Like just on a connotation level, to me, essential sounds more important than extra. Yes. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I mm-hmm. thought essential was the highest tier one. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, I think that might be the lowest tier one. If, it's, if, it's if I made you a sandwich, uh, which I'd be happy to do. <laughs> What would you consider the essential parts, right? Like the bread and the, the meat and the cheese probably, right? If you add cheese, it becomes premium. It, right. But I if guess. I was like, do you want <laughs> yeah. do you want anything extra? You would you, you wouldn't name the things that I just named back there. You'd be like, yeah. I mean like Makes sense. You know, like onions, pickles, like that those are extras, right? Those are the essential part of making the sandwich. <laughs> like essential uh, makes sense as like this is the the thing you need to be able to play online for PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like they could have just yeah. gone PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Plus Extra, PlayStation Plus Plus or pre- Premium. Like I think leaving the base tier as PlayStation Plus probably would have been simpler. But yeah, it mm-hmm. is. I think they very much wanted to hold on to the PlayStation Plus name because I think the last report, and obviously we'll get some new ones, I wouldn't be shocked if it crosses the 50 million mark, but the last report was 48 million subscribers for PlayStation Plus. PlayStation Now, I think the last report was 3.2 million, you know, which is a huge gap. And obviously Mm -hmm. the Plus name has a lot more brand recognition, value. They don't have to change as much wording on the things like Mm -hmm. on an ease of use level it becomes. But the, the way they put out those tiers, I think, um, you know, mentioning earlier the the trophy tiers was right there. It's right there. It's a part of the PlayStation yeah. identity. Um, mm-hmm. it, it it does instill some confusion. But yeah, mm-hmm. they could have just called it like PlayStation Pass. Honestly, it's like a total ripoff, and it like puts them in direct competition. But like, it completely like makes it make sense, right? Because Xbox Live Silver and Gold have been around since forever, right? So then it wasn't confusing, and it's like Game Pass. And then eventually, after years, they're like, now Gold and Game Pass are the same thing. Right. Like, right. you know, and you just mm-hmm. call it Game Pass and that's just what you're used to. This is like, ugh. I wonder yeah. if I wonder if they stayed away from the silver gold because Xbox has already previously used this in the past and they're trying to, you know, make that distinction of themselves from this because this isn't necessarily being used as a competitor for Game Pass. It's like Jonathan was saying earlier, it's being used as an extra for the members who are on PlayStation. It is not required it's you're getting you know the same price of 60 bucks a year you're getting the same thing you've always got with PS plus that's the beauty in the tier system i know a lot of people i've seen online are really happy about the tier because they can kind of either stay the course or if they yeah. want to invest more they can invest more but i think yeah i think pers- i think they're trying to really separate this like we are not putting this up to compete with game pass even though it is very apples to oranges like i said earlier um I think that we're just really, they're really trying to separate them from that kind of conversation. Sony mm-hmm. is really very much kind of like Nintendo where they've always kind of tried to do their own thing. Um, and so I think they're, again, trying to just kind of run their own race here. Um, it's a marathon of one for one, you know. So I, I have like two or three years of built up PlayStation Plus. What 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 rolls over? What, I, what so do I get? A few people have, have asked these. Mm-hmm. Um, PlayStation Plus, if you're subscribed and it rolls over in June, you just stay on the Essential tier. Essential is PlayStation Plus, essentially. Uh, and then if Which you is have, the lowest tier one. Yes, Correct. that is the lowest tier. And then I believe, and, and Red, if you want to scroll down on the page for, for those who want to read the, the full uh, minutia on video, I believe with PlayStation Now... Uh, as one of the asterisks that they did, I believe mm-hmm. you then get 
rolled into PlayStation Premium at no additional cost for the duration of your current uh, subscription, I believe is how it I, goes. I'm asking half because I'm confused and the other half to prove a point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like th- this is something that is like, this blog post is just a whole lot of just words and and ps1s and twos and p's and it's like kind of confusing i'm just gonna wait till june and then just see what i have access to to then see if i need to upgrade or not well and and some people that like like you a few people had asked me hey i have playstation plus banked for the next three or four years because they got it cheap via sale can i upgrade at a reduced cost or am i gonna have to like cut off my subscription and restart we don't know i hope there is an upgrade if there's not that is garbage (laughs) to make people have to like cancel the that's a great point like yeah i if if all of a sudden that becomes useless like that's ridiculous (laughs) like Mm -hmm. yeah because it it is i i did what i think a lot of people do which is like oh it's black friday you can get a year of playstation plus for like very cheap and i think i just bought like two or three of the cards and just Mm -hmm. put them all on my account i never have to worry about this again so like did i make a mistake i guess we'll find out in june (laughs) yeah i mean the one dollar for upgrading your subscription for a dollar was such a genius marketing decision for microsoft and game pass because i i'm haven't put as much time in my xbox in the last generation as i would have liked just because i haven't just hasn't been the draw there for me um but i still when that came out i uh, re-upped my i maxed out my xbox game subscription and then upgraded to game pass for a year it expires i think this year in december finally and i may have only played like 20 or 30 games in the last two three years mm-hmm. um on my xbox but i still like it was a worthwhile investment for me to play those 20 30 dollar um games or right. 20 30 20 to 30 games not dollar games um but yeah i i, I followed it jada only <laughs> plays she only plays 20 20 30 dollar games a year that's it that's it 20 30 dollar games a year that's, that's my that's my perfect spot mark you mentioned now. you mentioned a lot of words in the playstation blog i completely agree one was missing vita yeah oh, i know like i know I get we had it. that discussion yeah. yesterday mm-hmm. i mean i get it because it's like it's you know there was the back touch and the touch screen and all that fun stuff mm-hmm. but what like what what's the plan there that is you know that is part of the legacy it is you know that is immensely i was about to say immensely successful system immensely beloved system many of us Hold on. <laughs> <you> remember yes <laughs> vita is life oh, several of us liked it I'll, I'll scale it <laughs> hey i've been using a, num- my vita a number of people liked that yeah. console <laughs> um but no i mean you're totally right it is that weird thing of there yeah there would be a lot of control adaption issues and that is probably where this comes from but you do get stuff of um you know i was talking in our planning meeting obviously persona is really important to playstation persona 4 golden you can only play on a playstation console right now on ps vita uh mm. you know if you want to play the entire uncharted series uncharted golden abyss is only on vita uh media molecule ported tearaway to ps4 and it's great and you should play it if you haven't but you get and and stuff like Danganronpa has been ported and and collected and stuff like that but you do miss out on things like uncharted and even like super stardust i don't know if that ever came soul sacrifice soul sacrifice was a big one on vita yeah Uh, ragnarok odyssey ace i think that one might have got ported but i can't remember for sure um there's definitely some porting but yeah yeah, it's it's, it's a weird thing that it's like yeah like they would have to go to sony bend and be like hey make a version of uncharted that now works on mm-hmm. on ps5 like i just don't know if that's something that they're willing to do because that, yeah, that game has, i think there's i think i can't remember if they're shaking in it because i don't remember if that game if that console had there's a lot of not. like rubbing the but dirt there's a lot of, the... of 
Yeah, it's like, oh, there's a clue and stuff like that. And you had to, you know. Oh, Everyone's like, favorite mechanic. Remember, you had, you had to blow on the console. And it, it was the microphone. Oh, yeah. remember, it was like you would pick something up and it's like... <laughs> it like I'm, pr- I'm pretty itself. glad no one is making us do that anymore by the way and there was there was a minute where a bunch of companies were making it. I remember I was yeah I, I was oh. playing uh like spirit tracks on on a train <laughs> yeah. like a real a real train and it was so loud it was just, it just and the I forget what it was but something was just like spinning it was a logo on the on the on the, on the front screen of the game it was just like spinning like crazy oh yeah because I thought I was oh, screaming geez. into it and I'm like don't do that oh my gosh shut that yeah, I, I remember doing that it was like blow into the mic Microphone and it, it was like I would do that and it wouldn't pick it up. But if you just was like ah, it would work so much better. So you just, it's like you pick up an ancient scroll and it's like blowing at you. Ah, okay, now I can read it. And I mean, go ahead, Jada. I was gonna say I, I always adopted the the whistling technique. I would just whistle into the microphone and that worked really yeah, well. That works. So yeah, it is. You know, it is one of those things where it's like I would obviously the money probably isn't there, but I wouldn't <laughs> mind if they found a way to port it because also that's an accessibility thing. Not everyone can use their mouths like that to be able to play a mechanic. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it it is also yeah. I'm really glad they haven't done that because the PS5 does have a microphone on the DualSense. They could have brought that back. <laughs> no, it's more technically much, there. I'm giving them ideas. Don't, yeah, anyway. don't do that. Nobody do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Please um, don't do that. I yeah, will. It, I'm fine. <laughs> it, it is one of those things, you know, to go back sort of the like central question of, is this a thing that's going to be worth it? Is it exciting? I think the short answer is potentially we just need all the details and we don't have them yet. Um, I, I do think it is an announcement that was not an exciting announcement, but could be something exciting in the future. And Jada, to your point, even if it's not exciting day one, if PlayStation doesn't see the return on investment, if they continue to see losing players or, or you know, shifting mm-hmm. of focus and, and and in the subscription service space, people going for other options, they might start to get more competitive with that. So it is a mm-hmm. thing of this may, you know, we may be talking about PlayStation Plus premium very differently a year from now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Dornbush, well, did you see that guy on Twitter that was like, well, Dornbush called this is it was a blog post. That's I all mean, it was. <laughs> again, I think that speaks to where Sony's focus is right now. This is not a thing that they, you know, and granted Game Pass was introduced as kind of an Xbox blog post as well. But this is not something that is, you know, the God of War release date announcement during a state of play or a PlayStation showcase. And here's a description of all of our tiers of a PlayStation service. They're just not going to do that. This yeah. Way. Could you imagine like them trying to explain? all this and it, it would be a 20 minute state of play just them reading and trying to explain how to g- g- essential sandwich stuff like it's so like, <laughs> it'd be the worst state of play ever i mean I uh, sandwich just metaphor. sorry that sounds helped. great I, I feel like i i knocked it out of the park back there i could help them with that just, i agree imagine I agree. jim ryan just making a sandwich and see this ham that's essential. <laughs> this lettuce is premium. <laughs> oh my god! That was my Jim Ryan impression. I don't know. If I figured. I got. I. <laughs> um. Yeah. It. It's one of those things where I think. Again, this was an announcement. The way it was done, for shareholders to get to get honestly the unexciting part of it out of the way because telling people about all the money they're going to spend, even if you know if the library is there. A year of PlayStation Plus Extra, I still have to keep the names in mind, is cheaper than a year of Game Pass. But if the mm-hmm. libraries aren't there and people are making that decision, 
eh, they're probably not going to go for extra. So it's really going to depend on those libraries when we're getting games. I do think it's cool that we're seeing stuff as recently as Returnal and Miles Morales, because honestly, I mm-hmm. was a little afraid we wouldn't even see that recent. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm mm-hmm. glad we are. I know that's like, uh, you know, finding a silver lining. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think there is potential here. Before, before we move on, though, Jada, I do know a lot of people wrote in. Thank you to everyone who replied to my tweet asking about impressions. Do you want to read just a couple of those off before you yeah. move on? So uh, first up, we've got Chris P uh, at Chris. I'm going to butcher this. Chris Pachowski. Pachowski. Um, I, I butchered that and I apologize. Um, feeling good overall. I'm going to wait for more details. How long are the trials? What are the discounts? Are only limited games getting trials? Will save data transfer? Is PS Plus collection gone? Um, we're essential we now. Know that here. And we know that, that one at least. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's more info to come. And that's kind of been our discussion. Um, but yeah, I mean, he brings up good points. Like, we don't know how long the trials are going to be. Are they going to be two-hour trials, five-hour trials, 10-hour trials? Like, are, are we going to get trials for every game? Like, who knows? I, I really hope they don't include download times like their tests did. That was yeah. really kind oh, of... yeah. Yeah, that was painful. That's weird. Um, I mean, you I have what really they used fast to do internet. on 3DS, where if you played it too many times, it just... They Lock. got a counter. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Don't do that either. Yeah, yeah. that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> Um, next up, we've got Jay's Game Corner at Just Games 1984. Um, sorry, Just underscore Games 1984. All I've wanted is the chance to play the classic PS1 games I've grown up with again, so I'm going with Premium. Um, I'm right there with you. I want to play some 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 of those old school great games. Um, if Brave Fins or Musashi's on there, I'm in. All right, that, that'll sell me. And that is <laughs> yeah, Dark, that is my. <laughs> My little conspiracy theory about that also is that they put the nostalgia stuff at the top tier because they know that's for a smaller but dedicated audience, and mm-hmm. chances are that audience, mm-hmm. if they want that, is going to pay for it. I, again, I know that's that, not yeah. ideal, but I think that's 100% why it happened. Uh, I do want to say I've seen a few people ask it, and I don't know if it's in any of the uh, uh, questions, Jada, so ap- apologies if I'm blowing mm-hmm. up someone's spot. No. But uh, I think a lot of people have been like, well, I bought PS1 classics on my PS3. Am I going to just get those back? I don't think no way. so. No, yeah, I would I don't think love so, unfortunately. that. Yeah, but I, I bought, don't think so. I have so many downloaded games on my Vita. Like yeah. I bought so many because I was like, "This is great! I can play my PS One games on the go. This is amazing!" And I, I don't see it coming. Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, Bridget at Skyward Siren. I love that at name. That's pretty great. Um, I want to see the libraries, but most likely we'll upgrade to premium. The access to older titles, game trials, and yearly plan, which is way cheaper than monthly, all have my interest peaked. I hope, I'm hoping folks note that this was never intended to be a one-to-one Game Pass competitor. Um, again, that's what we've been talking about. Like, Sony's mm-hmm. doing their own thing. Um, yeah, and then... to, to piggyback on that real quick, I, I yeah. just want to say, I, I think it's it's how how you approach those platforms is, is what you'll get from them. If you approach Game Pass as a place to play day, big day one releases and not like a quantity over quality. Like, I approach Game Pass like quantity mm-hmm. over quality, right? Like, I check in every few days and I just go, what's new? Let me download some games here and there. Um, it's where I played a game, like, little games like Unpacking. I'm playing Tunic now. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily like the big AAA, you know, giant marketing media blitz games and stuff like that. But um, that's the way I plan on approaching this this system as well, this platform, because yep. it, it's more about just, like, l- there's a whole bunch of options here. I'm bored. I want to play something. Even like there's that there's a a button on Xbox. It's like a you know it's like that that I'm feeling lucky button on Google, or the mm-hmm. or just yeah. they'll just boot up a random ass game for you. Sometimes yeah. I do that because I'm just like there's like a like choice fatigue is a is an actual thing on streaming platforms. Everybody knows that. 
they sit down and watch Netflix, and an hour later, they're like, well, I've seen all the rectangles that we have options for. <laughs> I give up. And you just go to bed. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. I did that yeah. last night. So, yep, yep, I know that well. <laughs> all right. So I got two more. We'll go real through real quick. Uh, so we've got Steve Semple at Semple underscore Steve. Personally, I don't have enough time to play all the current games, let alone all my old favorites. I'll be sticking with Essential. I feel like this is Mark's uh, other persona. Um, what I'd have loved to see... My account? your alternate account. <laughs> what I'd have loved to see was maybe a small token towards first-party games, even like 5 to 10% off all new releases. I'd pay extra for that. Um, I agree. I think they should kind of follow in the footsteps of Game Pass of giving that discount if you're a subscriber to the service and you play the game and, you know, do that. I think that's a great yep. idea. We do know that uh, at least starting with PlayStation Plus Essential, there are exclusive discounts, but I think that's kind of where things are currently is essentially during big sales, you get like an extra five to 10% 10 off. off. But yeah, I think like to that point, if that was built into you're paying for premium, okay, every Sony game you can buy for, you know, five bucks off or something like that, Mm -hmm. I think would go a long way. Again, that is just math I'm throwing out there. I don't know if that makes business sense, but I think that would Mm -hmm. help ingratiate people into this maybe a bit more. Yep. And final one, we've got Edward Varnell, Boss Rush Network at the Retro Code. I'm sticking to the base plan. If the game releases include imports never released in America, I may upgrade. But since it's just Game Pass, but on Sony's platform with Sony's first party, they really need to deliver strong content if they want me to subscribe. Um, And I agree. I think imports would be huge. I think we started seeing some never released in America games. on the the subscription service, I think that could be a, another big draw for people who just never got a chance to try some of these, especially for some of those more niche PS1, PS2 games that never made it to America. That would be yeah. that would be huge. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's what we got from Kenny. Thank you, everybody who wrote into Jonathan's prompt. Those were great, um, yeah, great questions and thoughts. A lot, of, a lot of really awesome. And I think along the lines of where we're at, where it is sort of a wait and see approach, unfortunately, obviously we we know a date, like we know to look forward to June. So chances are in May, we'll we'll have some stuff to be able to talk about and dig a little bit deeper and, and know what that library is like. I'm, I am really excited to find that out. I think that is going to be make or break for pretty much everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm cautiously optimistic seeing stuff like Returnal and Miles Morales in there. And especially for people who are, you know, just getting a PS5 as, as limited an audience as that may be while supply chain issues are still a thing. I do think that is a really great option going into the future of like, hey, these are four or five at least of the best PlayStation first party games that came out in the three years that you didn't have a PS5. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to this thing even for three months and you get those. And that that is a good thing. But yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what the full library is like. I'm really looking forward to the uh, state of play in June where Brian's on stage with PlayStation making a sandwich and explaining this here. I think it's going to happen. I think he's put it out in the world and it's going to happen. Wait. I'm excited yeah. for it. It's the only way I'll understand this. I'm going to have a I'm going to have a debate on stage live with Shuhei to be like, "Wait, is mayonnaise and mustard is that like extra or essential? Cuz that's a dry ass sandwich if it's not there to begin with. Should be there. I think it's I think it's essential personally." And he's like, "I disagree." I really want Subway for lunch now. I don't know why. What? I don't know what's caused this. That's a really great stream though of someone reacting live to a showcase and it's just making a sandwich based on what's announced. Um If you sign anyway. up for Subway Plus, you will get 300 sandwiches a month. It's a lot of sandwiches. Subway Plus coming to a total location near you soon. (laughs) Taco Bell did it. They did their like subscription service where you got like a free taco a day, but I Mm -hmm. think it only lasted like a few days and they took it down because right everyone who participated in that uh did not make it, so they're not here to give impressions. Right. (laughs) No one's reviewing it. Well, they 
know. <laughs> they describe the experience as amazing until the very end when. <laughs> that was the last thing they ever said. Um, speaking of subscription services and PlayStation Plus, it's just worth mentioning, of course, also announced for this coming month for April, while we we await this change, the free PlayStation Plus monthly games in April, again, free in, in quotation marks because you're still paying, uh, beginning Tuesday, April 5th, is Hood, Outlaws and Legends, which will be the PS5 and PS4 version, SpongeBob SquarePants, Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated for PS4, uh, backward compatible, and then Slay the Spire for PS4, which is also backward compatible, I believe. Slay well. the Spire! Slay, Slay the Spire is a great game. Ugh. Freaking love Slay I've Spire. only heard amazing things by it uh, from both people we work with and both f- friends of mine who probably upon listening to this episode will be like, finally, you have to play Slay the Spire. Mm-hmm. I was yeah, I so like, I was so apprehensive to give it a try for the long time. I love card games. I was just like, this kind of looks kind of weird. It doesn't look really, it looks too slow. But then I played it and I was like, oh my goodness, this is so deep. It's, it can, you can play it so quick and it's just, it really, it just really, it's challenging and I love it. Like, I probably used to spend like two hours a night before going to bed playing Slay the Spire because I was just so addicted to this game. So definitely give this one a try if you like strategic card games. You should also I, try Monster Train if you've never played that, Jada, because it's, mm, it's kind I, of in the same vein, but that game is I've awesome heard that, as well. I've heard that's really good. I'm going to have to download it on my, uh, my Game Pass. I, because... I feel like Slay the Spire, there's, like two, there's, two, there's people who are like, oh, I haven't tried it yet. It looks interesting. And there's people who are like, I've lost years of my life to this game. <laughs> it's either or. It's there's no attempt. The there mm-hmm. is none. They're um, like, don't do it. They're holding like a lantern in an alley. And they're like, don't go there. <laughs> I've been lost in these caves for eons. Um, <laughs> You'll never that... put it down. <laughs> <laughs> the spire still rises. Um, yeah, it's all available April 5th for you. Uh, the The rest of the games are available until Monday, April 4th from this month. Uh, that's Ark Survival Evolved, Team Sonic Racing, Ghost Runner, the PS5 version only, and then goes to Tsushima Legends. Uh, and then, of course, as I mentioned, uh, Persona 5 will be leaving the PS Plus collection. That's on May 11th. So add that game to your library before then to continue accessing it while you have a PlayStation Plus subscription or be sensible and wait for P. 5R Persona 5 Royal to go on sale because it is the better version of the game in every way and you should just play that version. If you can buy it, just play that game. Don't play the base P5 and be like, I should jump into P5R because you can't transfer your saves. Just a warning. Oof. Anyway, okay, if you I want... Won't. Good, good, thank you. Uh, Moving on from there, just to mention some recent other news. We have to, of course, mention the biggest PlayStation news of the week. The Knack trademark was refreshed. Yeah. Knack three, baby. Knack, Knack is back. He's well, he's not back yet, but uh, maybe he's in a backpack somewhere, being packed yeah. up to come back. Uh, as Knack. as as spotted by Gamatsu, the trademark, uh, which was made public today, March twenty eighth, uh, as of the the day this article that I'm reading was written. We're showing showing footage of (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Covers the term for use in several categories, including downloadable or installable home video game machine program and additional data. Uh, Anyway, NAC 2 was released in 2017. The series has been dormant since then. I think this is just the trademark being refreshed so that they can add NAC 2 to the PlayStation Plus Extra tier. Yeah, I think Extra would be the one. Um... Knack. It's Knack. Knack has become no, a running joke a, for people. There's a Knack tier, and it costs twenty more dollars a month. And it's the same as all the other tiers, but it has Knack. Someone would pay for. It's like that. There was a someone will buy it. I, 
the iOS store that was like, buy this app for $100,000 or something stupid. And it was just to say you bought the app. It did nothing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it I was think... like a, a diamond icon, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you just bought it to say you bought it. There was literally no other purpose. God, I have so um... much regrets about buying that. I feel so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even work on the new iOS. You know what? I don't, I don't regret... immediately got outdated. <laughs> <laughs> I don't regret making it and selling it to you, Brian. You were my one customer. <laughs> Jada Blue and Large, Brian's in poverty. I mean, look, I was I've been trying to tell people for years that I'm a multimillionaire and I figured my wall of action figures would send the message because a lot sure. of them are you're you know at Wait. least eleven or twelve dollars. And so wasn't worth from your payday. I that's how you know you're rich when you're you're just totally irresponsible and you spend real <laughs> money that, on that children's garbage. Me. Brian, do you remember when I first started? I like I I found like a Google thing and it was like Brian Altano, IGN, worth thirty million, and I was like Brian, right? I had no idea. It was a, it was a weird thing. I um, mean that that wealth is transferred to Jada now, of course. If you look, uh, yeah, of course, well, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, to be completely honest, if I was worth a fraction of that wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love you all. I mean, no, sure. 100%. No. Same boat. Same boat. Nobody wants to hear what the perceived value of a PlayStation Plus Essential is from a millionaire. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm going to see what the cheap games cheap are. Me. <laughs> you bunch of brokey. <laughs> oh, Brian, it's gone down. I'm sorry. To oh, say. Brian. <laughs> what <laughs> app, man? That I suffer. I for anyone can. listening, we're looking at the the wiki of net wealth for Brian, which is totally yeah. off base. He has appeared in such films as Up at Noon with Greg Miller, the hit movie, uh, Game, Game Scoop. Scoop, another hit movie, and the Star Wars show. Yes, awesome. I, I my net worth is still not enough to to buy a two bedroom home in most of California. <laughs> yeah, it's not. And it's still I just want to know which one of these like, made you all that, that money. Because I've been on Game Scoop, and so it's clearly not that. Because I my net worth is not. It is not anywhere near that, so it must have been up at noon. Oh yeah, well, well, when uh, when up at noon got turned into a movie, we were making uh, 50, oh yeah, sixty cents a day. So it was it adds it adds it just no. all came together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is. I remember um, at the end of the up at noon movie when it when when Nick Fury shows up and then that's he took Greg Miller to kind of funny. That's that's right. That's, that's the universe works. started up. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. And I'm I'm like I'm I'm over with like Morbius and and Venom. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Does it connect? Does it not? We're still not oh, sure. No. <laughs> It's not great. <sighs> You're just chilling with Edward Norton. You're like, hey guys, remember? I'm there somewhere. <laughs> the island of misfit toys. <laughs> Rejected MCU movies. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, well, speaking Marvel of legend not great Morbius. <laughs> if you, you buy on, five Rich. action figures, you get you get a you get, like one arm of his. It really works out for everyone's favorite. Um anyway. Speaking of not great things, of course, as Brian was alluding to and we've talked about in the past, uh, we, uh, you know, there has been a rocky launch for Gran Turismo 7 when it came both to server connection issues, uh, online always issues, uh, and especially microtransaction stuff. After all of that happened and after we last discussed it, uh, in a PlayStation blog post in the past week, uh, this is from March 25th, I believe, uh, president of Poly- Polyphony Digital, uh, Kazunori Yamauchi, uh, apologized for, quote, the frustration and confusion caused last week when the developer reduced the rewards players could earn after the release of the game. 
uh, causing many to say that the dev was pushing them toward those microtransactions. Uh, the community grew upset over all of these things, and, and since then, Polyphony Digital said they will give away 1 million free credits, uh, which is worth a little over $10 in the current scheme of things, uh, that will automatically be given to everyone. This was for everyone who had played before March 25th and plays again before April 25th. <laughs> B-roll always makes it into our podcast. It's a really <laughs> Um, an update in early April will also be released to improve the economy implementing the following changes uh, income rewards in the events in the latter half of the world circuits will be improved by approximately 100% on average uh, addition of high rewards for clearing the circuit experience and all gold all bronze results increase of rewards in the online races include a total of 8 new 1 hour endurance race events to missions uh, these will also have higher reward settings increasing the upper limit of non-paid credits in player wallets from 20 million CR to 100 million CR, I assume credits. Uh, and then finally, increase the quality of used in Legend cars uh, on offer at any given time. Uh, they will also be doing a number of other updates in the near term. Uh, this includes uh, rewards for limited time events and things like that, online time trials and, and whatnot. So obviously polyphony is is listening i don't know how much these will actually change things i think it will be something we'll, we'll look to the player base who is really ingratiated in it we'll probably have to have seth back on to see if he ever gets everything that he wants in that game but <laughs> at least they're listening <laughs> yeah um it's one of those things you know brian you were talking about this a little earlier of how this was a, a big snafu as PlayStation gets into a bigger multiplayer or online or live surf service focused space, uh, this this is sort of I think born from an era before you know they bought Bungie, they they bought Haven, they're acquiring new studios and making new games. Hopefully, they have learned some good lessons from this in combination with all of that stuff. But certainly not I think the the launch that they had hoped for here. No, I mean it's it's I I'll straight up say it is like frankly nefarious to roll out one version of your game to reviewers get that metacritic mm -hmm. where you want it mm -hmm. and then pull the rug out for consumers luckily uh consumers have metacritic as well and they were able to voice their displeasure with the mtx situation in this game and the result is the the lowest rated first party playstation game in metacritic history so you know glad that people got to say something uh obviously that's a platform that gets used for evil as often as it gets used for good so i will mention that but this it's sort of a reverse battlefront situation where uh reviewers were playing a version of the game that was riddled with you know pay to win microtransaction stuff and then the game came out and the backlash was present on day one and they reversed it before the audience really got to experience a lot of it although some of it was obviously still there or the the ghosts of it were definitely still there for a while and then they did slowly introduce some of that stuff in there again, but while simultaneously winning some goodwill over. This was gross. This was just like, hey, everyone reviewed this game. Cool. Uh, is, are they gone? Let's screw over the consumers. <laughs> like that sucks. Yeah. That absolutely yeah. sucks. And I, I need to call that out because it's it's just that's not fair for the average person dropping exactly how much it costs to get a PlayStation 5 and get these games and sit down and be like, this is my franchise. I love this. Um, and get ripped off like that. It just sucks. I hate that. And then having, you know, the servers come down and they didn't even have access to a game that they paid for. People have limited time to play video games. They play in the margins of all the real <laughs> they got to deal with every single day. So, you know, that sucked for them. And I'm, I'm glad that this is getting better for everybody. No, I agree. And, you know, I made, I was, I kind of rationalized some of the, like the 
economy balancing that games do and stuff like that in the last episode and i didn't like i wasn't very vocal about how like upsetting it was um because i was trying to be really just composed and very neutral about it but yeah, it does suck brian you're 100 right um you know it's not it anytime you nerf anything in a game you're always going to be met with some level of backlash but when you start when those nerfs start contributing to more money you have to spend in a game for the same thing that's when there becomes a bigger it becomes a much bigger issue and i'm glad everybody spoke up and said their piece and now it's getting uh fixed and rewarded and hopefully this will just be a ghost of you know it's past it'll haunt it for a little while but hopefully in a year from now we won't even you know it'll be a, a very distant memory and we won't even think about it so mm -hmm. we'll see yeah certainly the i think the fervor that we saw from the audience you know brian to your point obviously the metacritic user rating can be used in a lot of awful uh, horrible ways but this seemed born of gen genuine real frustrations that the the, the audience was dealing with in, in a completely unfair way toward them and so to to see these changes happening is, is really great to see hopefully it continues to improve if this isn't enough for people um it certainly seems like the gt7 fan base is not willing to be shy about that stuff which is great um because i, I you know it is easy for this stuff to get into predatory places and and mm -hmm. especially as playstation dips into this more i like i hope they obviously learn from this from from the ups and downs of bungie's work from other companies doing it like there is enough out there that at this point especially once they do what is it 10 live service games by 2026 there is enough data and enough uh you know stumbles and successes to understand how those economies can be fair enough that hopefully we don't see launches like this again because it is mm -hmm. it's super frustrating for the audiences who just yeah. want to play a game they love um moving on from there just to quickly mention as a more a funny thing than anything uh gta plus also got announced this uh past week for those looking for another plus to add to their subscription pluses um mark i'm just gonna throw it to you because you, you kind of explained this one quickly to me yes people don't really seem to be happy about this one it seems silly and pointless <laughs> I mean, it, it all boils down to just the milking of GTA Online. Like, it's not even barely worth going into what the service even gives you because it's like people have played this game so much. They have a lot of these things already. Um, one of the big selling points is that you get like a half a million dollars a month. Up, uh, from what I've seen on Twitter, I don't know enough about GTA Online. From what I've seen on Twitter, 500K is like nothing like if you if you know how to farm for money you can get millions an hour so it's it's really weird i the funniest thing i've seen about it is that it's like you know your service is bad when it makes fallout first look really good which was <laughs> fallout 76's mm -hmm. subscription service and uh i kind of agree someone who played fallout 76 i thought the fallout first while still kind of egregious i thought the subscription service was was at least fair uh, this one is just it's just boils down to just like how how many how many things are how much are they going to milk this game before they it's like they're working on GTA 6 right we know that that's a thing Red Dead Redemption 2 came out in 2018 so it's only been four years it's completely reasonable that GTA 6 is not out yet a lot of people are saying well GTA 5 came out in 20. 13 right and it's like yeah mm -hmm. but then they made one of the greatest games of all time since then so let's like let's not forget about that but uh gta online just continues to be a little bit of a, a little bit of a meme and this this subscription service is it's it's got ratioed the, pretty hard <laughs> the difference between the reaction between the the playstation thing which was 
you know, genuine discussion. It was uh, excitement. It was concern. It was, you know, mm -hmm. what's going to be here? What's going to be there? Versus the G GTA Plus thing where everyone was just like, boo! Like, yeah, like, just just seriously. Like, 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 I follow, like, a bunch of, like, people who are, like, pretty, like, legit diehard in a uh, Grand Theft Auto online. And, like, they're, they're really into it. And they were like, this is a joke. Like, this yeah. is... And I think, like, Mark, to your point, had they not made that announcement about Grand Theft Auto 6 a couple months ago just to, like, get everybody off their back, we don't even know when that game is coming out. Right. People would have been breaking windows. <laughs> they would have been, been They would have gotten real-life GTA uh, on, like, in the streets. They would have been like, if I hear, if I hear another thing about this game, like, I feel like we're, we are, we're already, we've all already been subscribed to GTA 5 for 10 years. Like yeah. it, it's there's been a version of that game mm -hmm. like every couple of months or every year or two for since it since it launched almost a decade ago like it's just crazy to me um so that it was it was kind of nice for just see everybody at the same time just be like no thank you yeah this the GTA bad. stuff yeah. is it's it's a it's a it's just like a weird it's a weird thing for me because I I do see it a lot as like milking and there's the whole like thing where it's like hashtag save Red Dead Online right because they've like not supported Red Dead Online as much as they supported GTA Online. The thing is, a lot of people called that because GTA Online is so easy to support because it's like you just give people CEO, you give people like crime boss stuff, you give people a DeLorean, a Batmobile, where with Red Dead, you, you give them, what, a gold horse? Like, it, it's a lot harder of a game to support. And I, 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 like, I like Red Dead Online a lot. But the thing that just kind of like, it, it's just kind of strange to me is the fact that it's like if you look at the timetable rockstar games are incredible right they are really really special games and gta 5 came out in 2013 red dead came out five years later it has not even been five years since red dead 2 so if if gta 6 were out this year that would be insane that they turned mm -hmm. around that game so fast so it's it's so baffling to me that people think that that game is like past due when it's completely not past due yep. the game is if it comes out september 2023 that's exactly on par for the course for them but we also have to remember that ever since red dead 2 there's been a lot of trouble at rockstar so and 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 ryan mccaffrey actually put out a tweet yesterday that is that it said like the the pipeline for games is like it's steady but you do see it becoming bigger as gamers demand more and more right like full mocap full you know like red dead was such a leap in technology from gta and that was only five years mm -hmm. people are going to expect an even bigger leap from red dead for gta 6 that stuff just kind of like it takes time so it's like the people that are being i think it's a little unfair to be expecting gta 6 now that's I think, I, I think that's a little unreasonable. I, I'm I'm totally with you. I think people are generally I think they would generally be more sympathetic to that if they didn't have to keep hearing about GTA five. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Well like sure. Like that's I like if, if you if, factor that in, I guess. Yeah. Like it's 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 not just like the where's GTA six, it's the instead of hearing about GTA six, they just kept being like you got, but what about GTA Five? You guys want a little more of that? And we're like, no, we're good. And they're like, but you want a subscription service? Do you want next gen ports? Do you want current gen ports? And we're just like, stop, please, just count to six and move on, please. And they announced that they are. They're doing it. They're making it. I think it's going to be. It's. I, I think it'll be one of the most incredible revolutionary things ever made. It has to be with them. They raise the bar every single time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so we'll get there. But in the meantime, you know, screw this. <laughs> no, no. I And I, I completely agree with you. I, I think the option is, is, is GTA 6 would not be here no matter what, right? Yep. So the option is, is they stop talking about GTA 5 or they keep talking about GTA 5. I don't think either of those options gets you GTA 6 any sooner yeah. is, is basically my point. Well, and, and as much as they talk about it, GTA Online does make them a continuous amount of a lot of money and right. people buying GTA 5. And so they also don't need to rush. Like, yeah. like you're saying, five years would be the sort of baseline expectation next year. I'm not expecting GTA 6 until 2024 at the earliest. And I think that's... I don't think so either. Yeah. I, you know, we'll probably get it right before we get the PS6 and Xbox Series Y ports of GTA 6 because <laughs> they'll take their time. They they can and they have that option. You know, they have the the income coming in. Doesn't seem like they're being rushed by their parent mm-hmm. company. So yeah, we'll we'll see because where it goes. People, but... Because people keep throwing money at GTA 5. Like if you yeah. want six, stop giving them money. That's it's very simple. <laughs> yep. You know, I I think I think my hope, and I, I think this is something that they'll hopefully do is that gta 6 is playstation 5 series x exclusive right like that's i think i think that's what'll make that game very special is is if it were coming out this year there's a good chance that gta 6 would have also needed to have ran on Mm -hmm. your 2013 base model playstation 4 so i think it's i think it's to everybody's advantage that they let more and more ps5s and series x get into people's houses so that way they can make that game exclusive to those consoles and they don't Mm -hmm. have to worry about the old version so it's Mm -hmm. like i hate to like weirdly say it but if it were coming this year it would not probably be the version you would want anyway so i think it's better to let it wait so that way they're not pressured by the platform holders and by themselves to be like you know what there's enough ps5s out there this can be a ps5 only xbox series x only game no, not yeah, to sure. worry about those old consoles if, if you thought it was a pain in the ass to get a ps5 imagine getting one that you know is one of the only two or three systems where you can play grand theft auto 6 yep. right <laughs> i think this uh, subscription service is you know it's obviously it's not great for anybody who's been playing it for any time like the time but for the 12 people out there that have not played gta 5 yet and are deciding <laughs> to get it now i think the subscription service will be good for them right at the start for you know six bucks a month 500 grand somebody who's just jumping into the game and learning about it it's great for them if it's not for you ignore it move on Mm -hmm. um but yeah or you can go to ign's cheats and secrets page for gta 5 which is always one of our highest trending pages and learn how to make (laughs) money quick um anyway i'm of course (laughs) waiting for rockstar's agent the the big game we've all been anticipating from them for some time and inevitably obviously it will come back from the dead but uh yeah an interesting other subscription service and who knows how many more will be announced in between episodes of podcast beyond but we're actually uh pretty much out of time so we'll, we'll have to save some of what we're playing for next week but brian since we haven't had you on i I guess sort of a, a a memory card-esque idea what like what is just a really memorable moment for you in a game you've been playing recently since we have oh a to uh i mean without saying the words elden ring i'm just what the <laughs> Come on. that's not fair i i love from soft games i brought my little eileen the crow over here you know bootleg statue i got from ebay because the real one's too expensive you know because i got that up at noon money <laughs> right um no, just at El- El- Elden Ring. That's I, I guess my 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 thing for that was that you know I just finished it recently. I put like a hundred something hours into it. I did pretty much everything you can do in that game. I adored so much of it. Hated the last boss. I feel like the entire experience was going on. It was like going on a vacation of a lifetime, and then landing and then getting stuck on the tarmac in a hot plane for six hours. 
and w- not being allowed to leave. But then, the, then afterwards, I was like, I did it. I beat that idiot or both yep. of them, and now I feel better. <laughs> but uh, phenomenal game. I will say that if you uh, you've heard enough about it, if you think it's too hard or you think you're not even going to finish it, it's worth playing just to explore. I think it's just a, one of those video game places that is beautiful and worth visiting. So um, I love it. I'm happy. It's I'm done with it because I I feel like I've got there's significant parts of my life that I can regain control of now um and i can play other games a whole lot of other games there's other video games yeah look at that so well and i'm no knowing how how long you you played bloodborne for over the years i'm sure you'll come back to it eventually oh yeah yeah (laughs) i already hopped right into a new game plus and started whipping some asses so excellent well and from has a has a very rich history of dlc so Mm -hmm. it's like you know that this game the phenomenon that is Elden Ring is going to continue to be supported for hopefully years to come. I think uh, at the start of the year, I crushed through Dark Souls 3 and then did all the extra DLC, the Ring City stuff, and it's phenomenal. It's like I had so many moments in that game where I was just like, this is amazing. And then um, it it was perfect homework before Elden Ring because it, it got yeah. me very prepped for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. hopefully we learn about DLC soon or the potential mm-hmm. for Elden Ring Plus, the new subscription service to get new runes every month. <laughs> Look forward to that next week, Brian. <laughs> you made, you made me actually think if I was subscribed. <laughs> I'm like, I already beat that game. I'm like level 100 something. Like, But maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, that is pretty much going to do it for this week's episode of Podcast Beyond. Mark, Jada, and Brian, thank you so much for joining me for a very fun, in-depth episode. This was, was a joy to record with you all. And we mm-hmm. appreciate you all hanging out. Brian, this is as awesome. always, good to have I you miss back. you all. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Sorry I've been so busy. I promise I'll come back more often. It's fine. It's not like event season's just about to start anyway. Damn it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, you can find us all in between episodes of Beyond on Twitter. I'm at JM Dorbush. Mark is at Mark underscore Medina. Jada is at uh, Jada underscore Rena. The underscore is only in the middle. And then Brian is at Agent Bizzle. Uh, thank you all again for joining me. Thank you to Red, our producer, for making this show happen. And thank you to everyone out there for listening and watching. We hope you're doing well. We hope you're staying safe. And as always, Beyond. 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 Hey, I'm Jillian Clare, the host of the podcast, Thanks for Coming In. I've accumulated some pretty crazy audition stories over the past 20 years, and so have my friends. And I was like, you know what? No, not going to do this. And then Disney calls and is like, we need you to come test for the Ant-Man movies. I didn't know if my scene was going to get cut or not. Ooh, I could play that. Tune in every Thursday to hear your favorite actors tell the funniest, saddest, and most cringeworthy audition stories. Sometimes even the one that got away. Thanks for Coming In is available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.